distance and all that kind of stuff. But we watched the game and watched that. But well, uh, tonight I just want to give you a simple thought tonight. I know there's just a few of us here, but um, if you got a Bible, there might be one sitting there in the pew with you. But Psalms chapter number four, Psalms chapter four. I just want to give you a couple simple thoughts this, this evening. And uh, David. The author of this psalm, David was, uh, David is King David. Uh, David was the one who conquered Goliath. David is the one uh, who ran for his life for a good bit of time because of King Saul. And, and had a lot of, he went through a lot of distress and a lot of things in that nature. But, but now he is coming to the fact here in uh, Psalm chapter 4, he is praying. And he prays for something. I just want to give you a, um, five simple things about praying for help. Um, many of you know that whatever we go through in life, sometimes we need to pray for help. You know, we, we get in a situation, I need to pray for help. And so this will give you a couple thoughts about praying, praying for help. So Bible says that we're going to take our text from just verse number one. And the Bible says, Hear me when I call, O God, of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me and, and hear my prayer. Now I would say that as a, as a general rule, that when you and I pray, we want to be heard. You know, we don't pray just to have our just uh, just to speak our voice, right? We don't pray just to have somebody pat us a man. Did you hear that guy pray? You know? Now I know there are some people that are like that, but ultimately, I don't pray for that. I pray so that God will hear me. You know, when I have a need, when we have a specific need at home, or and uh, we need a financial need or something to that nature, we're going to ask God to help, and we want help. And this is what David was saying. Hear my prayer. I want God to hear my prayer. I want God to hear our church's prayer. I want God to hear our church members' prayers. I want God to hear uh, everyone that will hear this message to have their prayers answered. I want you to have your prayers answered. I don't want you to... We're worried from day to day whether the prayer is going to be answered or not. I want you to have answered prayer. So let's look at number one. We see the petition for help or his request for help. What does he say here? <coughs> and number verse number one, he says, Hear me when I call. Hear my prayer. This verse begins... And ends the almost the exact same way. And his petition and his request is that God would hear him. David, who is doing the praying, here often needs the help because of his enemies, because of those who raised against him. David, for a long time, ran for his life because people wanted to kill him. But David needed an answer, you know. I would say as a general rule of what's taking place in our country today and all the things that are taking place and, and the storms and 
All that that's going on, would you not agree that we need help? And we need help now. I don't need help tomorrow. I need help now. And when I need that, need to pray, guess who's going to give me that help? God's going to give me that help. I mean, sure, it's nice to have government. It's nice to have this. It's nice to have different things. But ultimately, God's the one that's going to help me. God's the one that's going to come in and give me the help that I need. We need to learn that David needed help uh, from the attacks of those who would push against him who would end up pushing him off the throne. But this, this particular request does not alter the principles of this prayer for help. It was an earnest appeal that God would help him. God, I need your help. But I'm going to say this. The principles still apply today. That when we pray, you know we need to make our request? No, we need to make our petition know that we need help. I remember as a, uh, I can't even remember, it's probably been 10, I don't know, 10 or 15, 10 years ago or so, we was out swimming at a lake. And my brother and I had swam in, and there was a young, there was an older guy who was a little older than us who was out there swimming, in, and all of a sudden he needed help, and he began to drown. I mean, he was drown, he was starting to drown. And uh, he, I don't even remember if he hollered out for help, but we, I hollered at my brother, we hollered at each other, we said, we got to go help him, and we dove into the water, we swam out there as fast as we could, and, and we grabbed him, and we pulled him back to shore, and, and he was drowning, he could not swim, he was done, and uh, he was out past his head, now we pulled him back in, but what I'm saying is, when he needed help, he needed help then. When he was drowning, when he was on the on the edge of, of going under. When I need help, there's one person I need to go to, and that's God. God, I need your help. And that's what David was doing. His request was for help. Well, I want you to see number two. He says the second, number two, is the person who will help. Who will help David? He requests help, but who's going to help him? In verse 1, he says, Hear me when I call. Who? Oh, God, my righteousness. He said, but there's only one who can hear my prayer. There's only one who can answer my request. There's only one who can help me in the time of need. This person, God, is a divine help. It's much better than the government or family or friends when we seek and look for help. But he's the one that can help us rather than those things. He has power to help. He has purity to help. He is a God of righteousness. There is no wrong in God. Righteousness comes from God. Those who are godly live better lives than those who are ungodly because God is the God of the righteousness. And the gospel seen here too, God provides through Christ the righteous which we need to be saved. God provides his righteousness so that people can be saved. God provides his righteousness so that those who need petition for help will get it. Many times we rely on friends and family to help. But sometimes we just need to ask God for help. 
Because he's the one that can help us. We see the cry for help, the petition, the person who will help. And number three, we see the praise for help. Look in verse number one again. He says, Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. If you want God to help you, it is wise to honor God. David honored God here by praising him for past deliverances. What does that mean? When I pray and I've asked God for help because I know that he's the only one who can help me, I need to praise God for the things that he's done in my past. Every one of us could give a testimony of somewhere, sometime, when God provided for you. Whether it was financially, whether it was spiritually, whether it was mentally, whether it was job, whether whatever it was, God provided for you. And God answered your prayer. We must remember those things and praise God for them. I look at this storm and I see an answer prayer. You say, what do you mean? I came home with no damage. That's an answer prayer. You know, when I left my home Monday afternoon, we decided to leave Monday afternoon. And I didn't know what I was going to come home to. I had no idea. You know, the worst, the worst fears hit your mind when you leave. I ain't going to come home to nothing. Everything's going to be blown away. I've seen the pictures of places that get hit by, 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 uh, by big uh, hurricanes. I've seen them. I remember watching videos of places that got hit like New Orleans with Katrina. And that storm just continued to build and build and build. And in my mind, I'm sitting here asking God help. I didn't ask him to keep us from having damage. I was asking him to protect us, to protect our church, to protect our church people. Yes. Yeah, two more out there now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no. Yes. And I, I just prayed and prayed and prayed. Thursday night, we, we sat, Wednesday night, Stacy and I stayed up. We stayed up till about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning just watching that storm. And I remember, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday, I remember looking at the track, and they showed that the track was going to come right over Port Arthur. I remember looking at that track and saying, protect us. And it shifted. And you say, well, did you did God answer my prayer? Well, I don't know if he answered mine or somebody else's, but he answered my prayer. And he, but he protected me. I had one down tree limb in my backyard. You say, what are you talking about? Everyone else who got damaged didn't pray. That's not what I'm saying. But God protected us. We were with, we were, uh, the, our house was without power for over, I don't know, 36, 37 hours, something like that. That's the least of my concern. When I was able to come home to everything still intact. And I need to thank God for the past victories. I, I can praise God for that. I had people praying for us, praying for our church, praying for the protection of God's people. And I know there's a there's a, a path of that storm that tore up a bunch of stuff in Louisiana. But I thank God that He spared us. That 
we did not receive that damage that they did. So when we pray, we need to thank God for the answered prayers in our lives. Praise God. He said, praise God. Um, the petition or ask of the person who we ask the praise for help. Then the precedent, what caused me to do this? What caused me to pray? What was the what was the event that caused me to pray? Look what he says in verse number one. He says, Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. You know why he was praying? He was distressed. You know why he was praying to God? Because something had stressed him out so bad he didn't know what to do. He didn't know what else to do. Have you ever been there? You've been so stressed out, man, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't even know what to, what to think. That's our time. When we're in our distress, when we're in our lowest point, when we don't know what to do, guess what we need to do? You need to pray. When David was at his lowest point, look, again and again I say this, he was running for his life a lot of times. People were trying to kill him. They were after him. And here David is. He's distressed beyond stress, beyond stress, on the verge of, of, of uh, you know, just stress out. And he goes before God, I'm distressed. The reason why in which we go to prayer sometimes is because of our stress. It's because of our situation. But whatever our situation may be, let it drive us to our knees rather than, ah, why did you do this to me, God? Rather than that. Rather than that. Pray in our distress. Pray in our trouble. Pray. Romans 5, 15, verse number 4 says, Whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. We can look back at those scriptures. We can look back at those stories. We can look back on all the things that God has written for us and to us as hope. Things that God has done. Things that God has accomplished. And we can look at those for hope earlier events that took place. We might have something that brings us to our knees but never never let us forget what God has done. Lastly, and I'm done. The premise for help. Look what he says in verse number one in Psalms four. He said, I was distressed. Have mercy upon me. What David said, David said, hey, God, would you answer my prayer because I'm so good? That's not what he said. Either. God, would you answer my prayer because I've prayed for so long? That's not what he said. He said, God, would you answer my prayer because I'm just the best Christian in the world? That's not what he said. David said, answer, God, would you, would you hear me? Would you hear me? I'm distressed. I'm coming to the God who can help me. I'm, I'm praising all that you've done. I'm coming to you and I'm asking you to have mercy on me. Not because of what he had done, not because of who he was, but because he needed 
is kind of like grace. Mercy is the unmerited, something I don't deserve, withholding something I deserve. You know what I deserve? Probably is not as what I get, you know? You ever, growing up as a kid, did you ever get out of a spanking you should have got? No! I, you never escaped. I escaped. I escaped a bunch of them. <laughs> I got a woman. My brother probably attested that. No, my sister said, Mama, you need to take his hand out. You're not hurting him. <laughs> Boy, I want to beat up. <laughs> <laughs> There's been times when I didn't get in trouble when I ought to have. There have been times I should have faced punishment when I should have. But ultimately, when we pray, when we see God's face, asking for mercy, God withhold what I deserve. David didn't plead to God on his own merit. David didn't plead to God on what he had done. He pleaded to God. He would just have mercy on him. When we pray, we need to remember who we request it to. How we need to praise him name, have praise his name. Why we came to him in prayer. And then how? Why would God bless me? Why would God answer my prayer? Not because of what I've done, but because of the mercy in which God gives to us. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for letting us get, be together tonight. I pray. Ask for mercy. Show us mercy, Lord. And give us mercy. Answer prayers. Lord, I thank you for everyone that's here. Thank you for everyone.